Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Well, welcome back to the Military Wife Life Podcast. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on. So you and your partner have been together for around three years. Can you tell me how you guys met? We actually met on Tinder a few years ago. We chatted for a couple of weeks and then we went out on a first date and then we went out again the second night and then we went out the next day and then I met him after work for a coffee and it's kind of been like that since we met. So you guys were coming into the relationship having previously been in relationships and had children. How did that go with wanting to go forward with the relationship? How how did you guys think that was going to work? We both knew that we had children and exes before we even met. It was one of the things we discussed. My partner's got four children and I've got three. So we kind of discussed about how it would, you know, go about and how we would make our relationship work with that many children, but nothing really set you up for that reality. You can have a million conversations about it, but, you know, there were seven other personalities and individual needs that we needed to try to meet as well before we joined the two families together. So when you met your partner, he was already in defence. What was his situation with postings and when was he going to be going away after you met and how did that all work with building that relationship? relationship at the first stages? When we first met, we had only been dating a couple of weeks when he went on his first field exercise and he was gone for a few weeks. So I kind of knew that was how our relationship was going to be ongoing, a bit like that. He was in his first year of a three-year posting cycle in Brisbane when we met. Being in the first year, we had two years in Brisbane together where we kind of had lots of discussions about potential postings and him going away more. As it is when he was in Brisbane, he probably spent six months of the year away not overly long periods of time the most he spent away was eight weeks and then he was home for a couple of weeks and gone again type thing so over the two years that we were in Brisbane together um, we knew it was a possibility that my partner would be posted away from Brisbane and so what is your partner's job and how often does that take him away and um, to different areas how does that all work he's a vehicle mechanic and his current posting he does a lot of weekends away with one of the army units He hasn't done much field this time, um, but when he was in Brisbane, he was away all the time on courses, outfield and things like that. So your introduction to Defence Life wasn't totally new. Your ex-husband was in the army. Can you tell Mm -hmm. me what you were sort of feeling going into the relationship, knowing that your new partner was in Defence? Did you have any preconceived ideas about how it would be or did you want to go into it with a fresh mindset? Uh, I went into it with a fresh mindset. My um, ex-husband was in defense really early in our relationship only those two years of it so he was actually going through a medical discharge the whole time we were together and was posted to a rehab unit so it's completely different to the experiences that I'm having with my current partner with all the field exercises and the courses and just watching his career progression because my ex-husband's obviously came to a halt his career progression's been a lot different as well so that's been 
all new to me in that sense. I kind of had somewhat of an understanding of how the army worked, but definitely a different reality to what I had experienced with my ex-husband. And a couple of months after you guys had been together, you fell pregnant? Yes, that's correct, with our now two-year-old daughter. And so I guess that was a bit of a shock or did you guys talk about that or? It was um, a surprise. We were definitely not planning on adding to our already Brady Bunch group (laughs) that we had. So it was a big surprise that I was pregnant and that we were going to have a baby together. I think my partner was lucky just after we found out he went out field for a couple of weeks. So we both had a bit of time to kind of just ground ourselves before we made any huge rash decisions. Even though I was pregnant, we didn't end up moving in together till a few weeks before she was due to be born. Um, We just didn't want to rush that on our other children as well. I guess it may have been a blessing in disguise that you fell pregnant early on because it then meant Mm -hmm. that he still had a fair bit of time in Brisbane to be able to be be there for the birth and you had family support and feel like it worked out well? Yeah, it did work out well. We're both from Brisbane, so both sets of grandparents are here in Brisbane as well. Um, My sister only lives on the Sunshine Coast, so she's not too far away either. So it it worked out well. However, I ended up having an emergency C-section and, of course, Matt was sent on course when she was about two weeks old. Thankfully, that was in Brisbane as well, but it just added to the spice of defence life. And how did it go fostering the relationship with your partner's children and and your children forming that relationship with your partner, with him being away? Like, how did that sort of work with having time together and getting to know each other? So it's always been quite interesting with my partner being away so much. It means that, you know, my children don't have him around all the time. And on the flip side of that, his children don't have me around all the time either. When he was home, we were doing 50-50 with the kids so there was plenty of time to get to know each other and and have that family unit. Blended families are difficult, rewarding at the same time but it has been very up and down with trying to navigate children at four different schools for example, ex-partners that you know have needs and wants with the kids as well and then trying to foster our relationship with so many children and so many outside influences as well it's been good though and then I guess your daughter sort of brings you guys all together yeah she does and she's um she's a firecracker but (laughs) she's completely worth it so your partner was obviously due for a posting a couple of years after you'd been together what happened with him getting that next posting what were you expecting and what happened with the posting so my partner had been on course earlier last year when he had his interview with the the poster so he had put in his preferences um his first preference was Brisbane and then a couple of other postings too so we kind of knew that there was a possibility that he would be posted away from Brisbane so when posting time came around he just came home one day and he said that he was getting posted to Victoria and we're like okay you know we'll roll with it we'll figure it out you know looking on home find at all the houses and we're looking at schools and hospitals and because one of my children has a medical condition that needs um, specialist care you know we had that side of it and then the other side was that you know the kids were stable here in Brisbane I had my career as well would it be better if he went down to his posting in Victoria unaccompanied and we'd stay here in Brisbane? So he threw around a few ideas for a couple of months and then about the October before he was due to post in January, we applied for married with dependents unaccompanied for myself and the kids to stay here and he would travel along down to Victoria by himself. And how were you feeling with making that decision? You know, I drove down to Victoria with him before his posting started down there and even then I was just like, is this the right thing to do? So it's always been a bit 
iffy with us if this is the right choice for our family, if it's the right choice for our relationship and if it's the right choice for our daughter as well. But we always said we'll just give it six months and we'll see how we go. And in that six months, I had got promoted at work. You know, lots of things happened with our daughter. I mean, and nothing drastic or anything, but, you know, she was just about to turn two and he missed out on a whole heap of her milestones and things like that. We did travel backwards and forwards. We've actually done that a fair bit more than what I would say maybe some other families that have gone unaccompanied have done but we just really missed each other and we missed the family unit together and so ultimately one of the reasons you decided to stay was because you had the family support and your job that you'd been working hard to progress in how did you envision life and career working alongside defense life what i envisioned and what the reality of it has been two completely different things. I'm quite independent. Before I was together with my partner, I was a single mum with three kids, working full-time shift work as a registered nurse in the emergency department, also picking up extra shifts elsewhere. I thought that... I could continue doing that with a partner in defence because I was single and I did it by myself. But I think adding a toddler into the mix and a partner that is not home to help out with the toddler, it added such a different element to working and my career alongside my partner's career in defence. I have always been really proud of the fact I am a registered nurse. I love nursing and I'll always nurse. But at this point in time, I'm exhausted and, yeah, changes needed to be made. So what changes yeah. did you decide to make? We have decided that I will step back into a more either casual role or try to find some day shift work to try to give a bit more stability to my own health. Um, it's very up and down from being so tired all the time. And then ultimately, we hope to reunite at the end of this year and stop being unaccompanied. There's more factors to that than just packing up and moving though, unfortunately. So my career at the moment is going to just take not a backseat. That's not what I see it as all. I'm a side experience step. A, a sidestep. I'm going to experience a different side to nursing that I haven't done before. But being so independent and so proud, it really took a couple of months for me to get my own head around the fact I don't have to be the ultimate Wonder Woman who's got everything under control and balancing everything perfectly because it just hasn't been like that. Mm. And um, I really just need to focus on my health, my partner's health and our family and nursing will always be there. How hard was it to make that decision, that final decision to, to step back? Yeah, it's been very hard. Lots of toing and froing, even negotiating with myself. You know, I'll give it another month or I'll give it another couple of months and see how I go. Maybe if I, you know, change, talk to my manager about this because I don't feel like um, it's not just a job I'm leaving. I'm going to be stepping back from my career and a workplace I've worked in for the last six years. You know, I'm very close with my colleagues I love working in that team environment so it is really hard for me it's um you know a chapter of my life that is just going to close all that hard work doesn't just transfer when you move you no, sort of have doesn't. to that up again like yeah definitely have to um you know re-establish connections with um new colleagues learn new ways of doing things as well and moving from working in Queensland down to New South Wales or Victoria, for example, is different as well, just navigating their systems. And I've found I've started applying for work in my partner's posting location and I'm even finding it difficult even though I've got loads of experience I don't have the experience that these jobs want or need or they want to do face-to-face -face interviews <laughs> and even that's been challenging trying to find 
work as well. So you mentioned ultimately you gave MWDU a go and it just wasn't for you guys. So you've made the decision to move. So, and you (laughs) said that, that it's not just a matter of, okay, let's go pack the car and let's go. What, what is the process now for doing that? The process is, so from a defense side of things, it's been really quite simple. My partner spoke to whoever he needed to speak to. We've been given access to home find in his posting location. And then once we've made that final decision he just needs to let his bosses at work know so that it changes over from mwdu to a company and there's no real hassle on the defense side of things toll will move us down there um in that sense the the difficult part for us negotiating is our kids our children and our ex-partners and how we negotiate time for our children to spend quality time with all parents involved as well so there's negotiations happening at the moment in regards to that that's another difficult element to defense life when you're coming from a blended family is that sometimes you do need to leave your family behind like my partners had to do and then on the flip side of that is that our children will potentially have less time with one of their parents to make you know defense life work and that's hard yeah and how were you feeling about the decision to move with that side of things it's heartbreaking almost in the sense that the possibility of our both sets of children not having access to another parent when they may want them or need them and that's that's difficult yeah Have you heard about our Lots of Love Care Packages? An anonymous and free box of self-care goodies that can totally make a military spouse's day. It's a way for friends and family to send an acknowledgement in the mail to a military spouse to let them know they're awesome and the Military Wife Life community has their back. Pop over to the Military Wife Life website after you finish listening to this episode, of course, and sign someone up for the Lots of Love box. And so what would be the ideal outcome for access to all the children and what would your ideal situation be? Well, my ideal situation would be that my children post down with me and negotiate some fair and reasonable quality time with their dad up here in Brisbane. I'm lucky in the sense that he does have that defence background. So he does understand what defence life is like. And he's been quite good in the sense that if I've gone down to Victoria for a week or so, he'd have the children extra time and get them to school and things like that. So it's a good working relationship that we have. Ultimately, I'd love that. My partner's children primarily live with their mother up here in Brisbane. And if anybody knows what it's like traveling between Brisbane and Victoria, it's quite expensive. And in the car, it's a very long journey. So we also need to really look at what is best for his children as well. At the moment, they see him semi-regularly when he's flying home on his reunion trips. So yeah, it's really just weighing up the options at the moment as much as I would love to just pack up and be down there with him. It just can't happen. What are you guys entitled to in regards to reunion travel between Mm. your partner and his children? Is there anything available through Defence or how does that work? No, I don't believe there is anything available if I relocate down to Victoria with him. I don't think there's any reunion travel for my partner to fly back up to see the kids because the reunion travel is for your partner. Yeah. So you go, you fly to your partner where they are. So I don't think there's any help from defence in that way. It'd be great if there were because yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of families or 
families that are separated now that would love to see their defence parent more than what they can because, you know, they're on the other side of the country and it's just not affordable. Or And aside from the fact the that, you know, when they're home, they might be out bush or on a ship or, you yeah. know, deployed somewhere. So, you know, the time when they are back in the country or not on course or away should be the time that you should be able to spend that extra time. But if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. That's exactly it. And it's the way it is at the moment. It's not yeah. an easy situation, whichever way you no. look at it, really. No, that's it. Absolutely. We're very grateful for the six flights um, he gets home you know we've used them to the best of our we've maxed them out as soon as one another one's available he's yeah yeah yeah. definitely so when do you hope everything will be resolved and a plan put in place so you can hopefully move down so we're aiming for january next year before the school year starts just to get settled and kids into routine and that and just let them finish out the school year here you mentioned that you've got older children um they are happy to go with you to post with you yeah so that's that's the other my children are older so my eldest is 18 so she's currently in her first year of university up here so she wouldn't come down with us and then I have a 14 and 10 year old as well the 14 year old I'd say she's a typical teenager and she doesn't like anything and she doesn't like parents and she doesn't like adults so um she's difficult in that sense but um we just took a recent trip over the school holidays to my partner's posting location and explored and checked it out and things like that so you know the kids could suss it out so it wouldn't be this brand new scary place that they were moving to so what's the general posting plan so once you guys go down to Wodonga um, how long are you likely to be there for and then what's the next sort of move after that that's also another consideration we're taking on board as well so this is only a two-year posting that my partner has he's due for promotion so there is a chance that he could even promote at the end of this year and post out of where he is as well but we think it will be the end of next year that that happens yeah so we don't know where to from here Adelaide's been thrown around and so has Townsville but it's really just waiting and seeing what's going to happen and how do you think the older kids that are going with you will feel about going somewhere for a year and then going somewhere yeah. else <laughs> that's the other consideration we have to take will it be better for my older kids if they actually stay here in Brisbane with their dad and stay at their current schools and then I see them on school holidays and hopefully you know once they're during the midterm or something like that you know their dad's more than capable of looking after them just as I am um, so it really when I said we're negotiating we're trying to figure out what's best for our children and working with that so there is a possibility that I may stay here in Brisbane, may go down to my partner's posting locality without my older children or that we all go together. Yeah. So they're the three options we have at the moment. If the decision is made for them to stay because that's the best <laughs> for them, it still doesn't yeah. make it any easier for you to make that decision. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. It makes it probably harder in the sense that um, a bit of mother's guilt would kick in that, you know, I'm leaving my children behind. But I also have to remember my youngest daughter's dad you know 1500 kilometers from us you know a year round as well so she's missing out on her relationship with her dad while you know my partner's missing out on a relationship with his daughter we're just lucky we have things like facetime and can record videos on our phone and send them off so they get to connect that way but you know it's a big mess (laughs) yeah so when you first went into the relationship knowing that you both had kids and before you fell pregnant Mm. was there any thoughts of 
maybe this is not a good idea or was it just that you both hit it off so much that it was like, well, we'll just make it work? There was never a thought for me that it wasn't a good idea to be with my partner. We get along great. We've got the same sense of humour and things like that. Um, So it was never that we wouldn't be together. That was never, ever discussed. It was always how do we make our situation work best for our family and it's not forever and it's never going to be perfect but we've just got to do what we think at the time is best for our family and our relationship. So this past year has been a bit of a learning curve with trying to blend the families together, work Mm -hmm. out how to navigate MWDU and work and a toddler and all of that. How did you make it a little bit easier on yourself? I get all my groceries delivered online because my my kids are a bit older. They help out with housework and the yard and things like that. Um, So that has made it a little bit easier. And I always just try to take at least one day of the week as a bit of a time out where I am not pottering just around home doing things or things like that. I always go for a coffee with a girlfriend just to kind of feel a bit normal again. Mental health wise, how do you stay on top of making sure that your mental health Mm. is taken care of? Yeah, so um, mental health is extremely important to me. I've had issues with um, depression and anxiety previously. So I'm always quite aware of how I'm kind of going mentally. I've just started seeing actually one of the psychologists through the open arms group through the army. And she's actually been really good. She's been helping me work out um, my thoughts and feelings on moving away from Brisbane, thoughts and feelings on potentially leaving my children behind. So I stay on top of that. I try to exercise daily, eat a good diet as well. That always helps, but it also helps sometimes to eat a block of chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just depends yeah, on the so. week and, you know. And so when you decided to go MWDU, you already knew that you had anxiety and depression. Was that a concern for you going into that and worrying about that becoming worse with your partner away? Actually, it was It was probably the December before he was due to go in the January that I realised that I actually hadn't been paying enough attention to my mental health and that I was feeling quite anxious, one, about him leaving, two, about me being up here in Brisbane by myself, even though I'm quite independent, I'm still a bit co dependent on him in the sense that I was used to having him around. So it kind of took a bit of a dip there. But um, once I actually recognized that, you know, I was starting not to feel amazing about everything. And that probably had to do a lot with the, when we were down there, I'm like, oh, is this the right decision? Is this not the right decision? A lot of that might've been a bit of anxiety coming in. But um, when I got back to Brisbane, after we made the drive down, I just booked in with, you know, my GP for a bit of a, a catch up with them. And um, a referral was made to a psychologist. So yeah. And did you go on the mental, did you go on a mental health plan or how did that work? Um, Yeah. So I had previously a few years ago gone on a mental health plan, but we thought that we would uh, utilize the open arms counseling service to begin with and see how we went down that path. I'm not out of pocket any monies apart from parking, you know? Yeah. Um, So it was a easy choice. Um, And I found the psychologist that I see, she's been wonderful. She's very nurturing and very realistic as well. So that's been a big help. And would you recommend other people that have been thinking that they need to get on top of their mental health going to their GP and then to open arms? Yeah, I don't even think you need to go to your GP. It's just that you can phone up and have a quick chat to one of the intake counsellors yeah um, and then they decide oh what options they have and if they suit your needs ultimately you can go to the GP and get on a mental health plan which I believe gives you 10 visits at a reduced price yeah um, I think if they some, cover some, the Medicare like the yeah the gap. so the, the gap yeah yeah 
So, and then I think you can use your um, defense ADF card for the rest of it. The yeah. Medicare okay. pay for yeah. half and then you use your ADF card for the rest. So how has your partner's mental health been going? Obviously you're pretty busy with, you know, kids mm-hmm. and job and juggling all of that. And he's down in Wodonga still working, yeah. but I mean, at the end of the day, he comes home and there's no one yes. at home. How has he been yeah. coping with that? So he's he's actually touched base with an open arms counsellor down there as well just to have someone else to talk to. I think he had focused so much on how we were coping up here and, you know, how he can support me from afar because, you know, I'm quite open with, you know, I'm not feeling very well and he kind of forgot about himself and I think he didn't realise how hard it would be to be away from not only me but all these children as well. So, yeah, he's, he's utilised that. I wouldn't say he has depression or anxiety but it's been good for him to have somebody else to have a chat to Um, yeah for sure there's nothing wrong with getting on top of it yeah just unload onto them and I think it's just amazing because pretty much everyone that I've spoken to their Mm -hmm. partner or defense member has themselves put their hand up and asked for the help or the partners have gone and gotten on a mental health plan or gone to open Mm -hmm. arms and willingly talk about it so it just shows how much it has become an everyday thing in society to be able to talk about it now like because of all the work that all the organizations have been doing surrounding mental health yeah i think it's so important that mental health is talked about like flu season like it's just a you know it's just a common thing that people discuss so you don't feel alone so you don't feel like you've got a stigma attached to you or that it's shameful to not be feeling how you should be feeling because there's definitely interventions and things that can be done to help lift your everyday life and I think that's really important it should be something that's not discussed. You guys did MWDU for a year so far did you Mm -hmm. ever wish that you had just moved with your partner in the first place what were your feelings behind trying it out and then deciding to move to be with him I think because we had so many different elements to moving I'm glad we didn't go down to begin with because we really needed to be okay with that decision to move us all down there and disrupt everything up here so I'm glad we didn't do that I'm glad we gave ourselves time I'm glad that we've spoken about it and talked about the pros and cons of everything before we've we've just gone down when there was so much up in the air to begin with. Yeah, so I don't regret not going down there. I've missed him every day that he hasn't been home, but it's not forever. So that's what we just tell each other. It's not forever and, you know, we'll be back together sooner. And would you guys attempt it again if if the circumstances arose? Would you go into MWDU with an open mind or would you sort of, because you've experienced it and you've decided to come back together what would your thoughts be going into it again I think it would be something we would consider if the distance wasn't quite as far and traveling to Brisbane and Wodonga is it's rural so flights are even expensive and it's still a stopover in Sydney and then on to Wodonga I think if it was closer say if he got posted to Sydney and we stayed here in Brisbane where it's cheap airfares it's only one day drive away that is a lot more appealing than a two-day drive or having to remortgage a house <laughs> to be able to afford frequent flights between the two towns. I love it how you're like, yeah, Sydney to Brisbane would be perfect. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it's still pretty well, far, I, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've just driven back from Wodonga to Brisbane. I did it in two days. Normally I stop in Sydney and stay with my cousin oh. who's actually in the Navy. Oh, my um, gosh. But she wasn't home and she had friends staying at her place. So I drove on to Newcastle and then oh. I drove from Newcastle to Brisbane with just me and the toddler. So oh, my gosh. It was a bit crazy, but I think I'm getting so used to driving long distances now. 
Brisbane to Sydney seems like a walk in the park. <laughs> exactly. Ten hours. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone who's doing MWDU mm-hmm. and is on the fence and is struggling and wanting to make the decision to reunite with their defence member, what would you say to them? Because mm-hmm. it, it is a hard decision to make. It's you just don't know whether you're making the right decision, but then you know in your gut that you're not doing okay doing MWDU. So I think my advice would be is to really, you know, look at what is lacking with the MWDU. Is it something that can be changed? Is it something that can be worked through? Or is the actual issue there that is that you need to be with your significant other to make your life more wholesome and and sound? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with being MWDU for years and years and years or giving it a try for a short period like we have. Because I really think you have to listen to what, you know, your heart says and what you actually need and what your family needs and, and what you want out of life and just weigh those options up and make the decision and don't look back. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Beck. I hope everything gets sorted with working out where kids are going and staying yeah. and, and when you're moving and you can have some sort of certainty to, you know, as much as you can in defence life to yeah, where you it. might be going <laughs> in the next six months. I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 